Yo, what's up? El Roker Jr., welcome. Thank you for having me, Abe. You know I have you on. First of all, there was some major breaking news today. And the first person I sent a message to was you because, so we lost our job. I don't know. I think it's actually right now it's two months at the loop. The loop, the rock station we worked at is now a Christian station, flip formats. So most of the communication Roker and I have had for the last two months have been about one thing. And that is Jersey mics and shore points. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Yeah, exactly. So by the way, it has been two months. And why is it that when you're working two months is like sand through the hourglass, and these last two months have just flown by? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like when you're in school, right? Like when you're when you're in school, everything is super slow, and then right. the summer just flies by. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, have you had days yeah, where you, we, have you had days where you didn't leave bed? Like where you didn't get out of bed. Well, I have to. <laughs> I have to. I, I work out now in the morning, just because I used to work out like in the evening, like before dinner. Yeah. And yes, I do work out, but I, uh, now I do it in the morning on purpose because it gives me a reason to get out of bed. <laughs> See, I can't get out because of bed. I'll stay there all day if I have to. Well, the thing is, I can't get out of bed for something that I don't have to do. So, like... Exactly. I have, I have to have something to do. Like, yeah, if I have to be at work at 4.30 in the morning, yeah, I'll, I'll get up at 3 in the morning. Uh, if I don't have to be anywhere, I will just... I'm, I'm surprised that I'm not, like, affixed to this couch. I'm surprised, like, <laughs> my ass skin does not, like, cling to the couch when I get up from it. But But what I mean is that you said you wake up to work out, I'll wake up to work out, and then I'll say in the back of my head, I don't have to work out now. I'll work out at 1 o'clock. <laughs> like, I, wh- why wouldn't I just work out at 1 o'clock instead of, like, 9? That's true, but that's, what, that's the reason I do it when I get up, so that I, have a, so that I can get up, and then I can also get it out of the way instead of dreading it the whole day. <laughs> dreading that I have to do it the whole day, because it's the only thing I have to do. <laughs> so it kind of killed two birds with one stone. Isn't it weird how when you are working, you could do a lot more stuff in a lot less time? Because when you have when you have all the time in the world, you just tend not to do anything. Oh, or, it's 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 oh, you just put stuff off, put stuff off. But oh, believe me, I have to do lists. I have I have literally the same to do list on my phone right now that I put on my phone the day after we were fired. <laughs> Nothing checked off? And, and I'll put it, it'll, it'll be like I'll have it on for like a week and then like I'll notice it's gone and I'll like go back a couple of days and put it back in for another week. <laughs> <laughs> that's been going on since, that's been going on since March. So anyways, we, we we I've seen you I think twice in the two months in person or was it just that one time, maybe once once or twice I've seen you in person, I think I've talked to you one other time, but for the most part our entire communication over the last sixty days, are you sending me a text? Jersey Mike says quadruple point day today. Jersey Mike says triple point day. 
or I'll send you a picture of a Jersey Mike sub. I'll send you a picture of oh, double points day at Jersey Mike. So all we've been talking about are subs for and I, and for and, and I know you you won't give me credit for this, but I'm the one who no, gave. No, I'm you, just about to say. I give you full. You were the one that turned me on to Jersey Mike's. I had never had a Jersey Mike's, and there was a Jersey Mike's on like Roosevelt by like the Red Line. Yeah, they closed down. I never went to, and it's gone now. So now the closest Jersey Mike's to my house was by work downtown, and that's the one I go to, or the one in Oak Lawn if I'm out on the south side. And so I, you, you. Introduced me to Jersey Mike's, and now I've been to I've been to Jimmy John's once in that entire time since I've had Jersey Mike's. I haven't been to Subway at all since I've had Jersey Mike's. And what I've had to do for myself is I've had to make a pact with myself that I will only go to Jersey Mike's <laughs> on double point days or triple point days. Because if I if I didn't, I'd be there like two or three times a week. And when I go, I have to get a giant. And then I usually get something for Claire. And I usually end up spending like $38 for two subs. <laughs> so I have to only go on a day where it's double or triple points. Now, as you alluded to last week, I get, like, I think I was, like, on the toilet texting you, and I'm like, because I got the alert, quadruple points day. Quadruple points day at Jersey Mike. So I told you about it, and you will be happy to know. I hope I made you proud. I got 144 points that day. Holy shit, that's a free uh, giant, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wait a minute, so what did you buy, four subs? I bought three giants. No. Yes. Three giants. If you've never been to Jersey Mike's, a, a giant sub is, is, like, points. is like 15 or 16 inches. Ridiculous. I could barely fit it in my fridge lengthwise. <laughs> like so, the door, like on the door where the shelves are, they had to maneuver it so it didn't hit the shelf. Or else the, the 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 door wouldn't close. Yeah. Claire sent me a picture of it bigger than her arm. <laughs> I, bu- I bought three giants. That's thirty six points normally. So you got yeah quadrupled. It was a hundred and forty four points that day. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was worth every penny. <laughs> so you eat you ate. So obviously two out of the three were for you, right? Yes, I had. So I got I got. I got Claire, like, uh, what'd she have? She had a spitball special. I got the Philly cheesesteak. The one with the mushrooms and the extra cheese and the jalapenos. <laughs> and I ate that. Oh, the whole thing? And then, I, well, unfortunately, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of pathetic. Because what was interesting was they didn't, they don't, they usually cut their, sandwiches into quarters they cut that philly cheesesteak in half so i finished the first half and the second half was just kind of staring at me and i'm like well it's not going to be good later when i have to warm it up that's by the way that's what fat people do that's that's our excuse they're like 
well, this is not going to warm up good, so I might as well eat a whole chicken. And you then, know, and then you, 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 you have that internal fight all day, right? Like, you're thinking about, you're, you're, you wake up at 9 o'clock, all you're thinking about is eating Jersey Mike's. You go three hours, but then at some point, you give in to the temptation, you buy the Jersey Mike's, then you tell yourself you're going to eat half, you have another contemplation with yourself, you end up eating the entire sub, and I guarantee, by about 10 at night, you were thinking about eating that other sub. You go, you, you're like, oh, I'm only going to eat half. And then you eat the half, and the other half, the two quarters are staring at you, and you go, well, I'll have one more quarter of it. And then there's just like the end left. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Because if I just leave this end for tomorrow, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. So you just eat it. And then you've eaten the whole thing. And then you've had two subs in one day. It's ridiculous. So I had the whole, I had the whole, um, the whole Philly steak, which was excellent. And then I had the, um, like it's the Italian one with all the meats on it. Yeah. And I watched them, and I and I did save that one till the next day. But I watched them, I watched them make this sandwich, and they put like six slices of cheese on this sandwich. And I had been buying my sandwiches with extra cheese, thinking that it was like a normal place where they're putting like three pieces of cheese on your sandwich, which is not enough for me. They put like six pieces of cheese on the sandwich. On a regular, they were putting four pieces of cheese on the sandwich. Damn, it was—it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's—it's—I I never feel it, and then it doesn't even fit in the bag. Oh, it doesn't like fit. If you get a regular, they twist the top right, and it fits in. If you get a giant, it's sticking out like. It's like the old Louis C.K. suck a bag of dicks and fuck on the back end or whatever. <laughs> they're sticking out of the bag like, you know, like baguettes. Just like it's telling ridiculous. you, you slob, like just staring at you, you disgusting <laughs> pig. Staring at you, You make me sick. <laughs> Look at yourself. Yeah, it well, is. So it, I, lo- I love the Jersey Mike's, man. It's awesome. So, Jersey Mike's is our favorite place. Now, I went to Jimmy John's saying this is why I want to have you on. And Jimmy John's now has giant subs. As a matter of fact, their entire menu is now pretty much copied off Jersey Mike's menu. It looks almost exactly the same. They have the numbers all out of order and everything. Even the girl at the Jimmy John's told me, she's like, yeah, if you look, our menu now is just like Jersey Mike's. And Jimmy John's now, they have a 16-inch giant sub that's like $10 or $11. Which is basically two Jimmy John subs. Because if you go to Jimmy John's, they have that long loaf of bread. And they normally just cut right. it in half. So right. on this version, it's the entire loaf. Which is one of those I did huge... I see that. Because you, a, 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 you sent me like a picture of it, too, of the menu. Yeah. And and when I saw the prices, I'm like, first I'm going, I was like, well, I'm going to have to go to Jimmy John's before they realize that they haven't priced this shit right. No, it's priced right because it, no it, all, all, they're selling this for like $11. No, it is. It actually, it's actually only a quarter less than if you bought two subs because I looked at each one. Because like the gargantuan is normally $8. The, the, the giant is $16. So, or, or whatever. It's like fifteen seventy five. whatever it is. It's like a quarter less than whatever it would be. Because I, I looked at the okay. whole menu. So it's, it's a quarter less to buy, like, basically you get two subs. 
Whereas normally at Jimmy John's, I never need two subs, but now that there's an option to eat two subs, you almost want to do it, right? It's like hard not to. It's, it's, hard, it's hard not to because it's – and Jimmy John's is very good. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy John's was my, was my go-to before I discovered Jersey Mike's. And I love and, – and, of course, the reason – and we've said this before – and the reason why we love Jimmy John's is – Oh, Hellman's Mayo. The hell the ham and Hellman's mayonnaise. They're the only ones that have it. So it's it's so it's great. It's like making a big sub at home because I love Hellman's mayonnaise. It's just all other mayonnaise just done things right to me. So um yeah, so I, I probably I've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I'll probably <laughs> stop by uh after. I'll probably leave the doctor's appointment. Uh, in shame, and then uh, go straight to Jimmy John's and get a foot long sub. Foot long, sixteen inches, or or the sixteen inch long. Yes, yeah, sorry, yes, sixteen inch long sub. So. So, so you're at the doc. You're at the doctor's office. He's telling you about your blood pressure. Stop eating my so much. My my yeah. yeah, my diabetes. Right. And, and then he's thinking in his head, like, oh, I, I, I finally got to him. He's, he's, he's picturing you, like, buying almonds or something. And then cut to you at Jimmy John's. <laughs> oh, extra mayo. And, and all I'm thinking is, okay, good. I don't have to weigh in again for another three months. Yeah. and all so, you're thinking, so you're thinking about, like, the third month I'll lose some weight. That's exactly right. That's, that's exactly right. It's almost like you have two <laughs> months now to fatten up again. Yes, right, exactly. Well, <laughs> well, that was the plan, was to lose the weight before summer, because summer's coming, and I want to be tough. I'm like, okay, well, you keep pushing you keep pushing that back. Like, oh, I'll lose weight for, for, for you know, beginning of spring. Oh, I'll lose weight for summer. I'll lose weight for the fall. Oh, I'll take off the weight before the holidays. See, what I've been saying is I've been fattening up and, and hibernating for the summer. So, like, now's the time for us to eat a lot and sleep a lot to get ready for this crazy summer we're going to have. Well, that's not a bad, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, way to look at it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we're just, we're hibernating so that we can come out in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're fattening up for the, that's yeah. a novel idea. Yeah. We're fattening up and sleeping for the summer. Because I'm guessing by early June, you and I are both going to have new jobs. So we're going to need all of our energy. And and all this rest is going to actually help us in June. I, I certainly hope so. And then, oh, and the other thing that... <laughs> the other thing that we texted each other about was... I texted you about, I was like, oh, we've got to go back to Vegas, back to the back to that buffet in Valley's. <laughs> Which is the scene of our most heinous crime. The absolute worst place <laughs> we should be right now. <laughs> and for, for every possible reason. For, for every reason possible. Financially, uh, physically, mentally, we should be nowhere near Las Vegas. Let, let, me tell you and, how, uh, how, let, me, let me tell you how fucked up I am, okay? Okay, so we've been out of work for two months. Since I've been out of work, I've been to Las Vegas... Los Angeles, San Diego. This week, I'm going to Los Angeles for my friend Ryan's wedding. And then the next week, you and I are actually going to New Jersey to see the Misfits. And, yes, and, weeks. and I've been to the casino. So in the last two months, I've, I've been on five trips. 
Well, not five. Three. The three, like Vegas, L.A., and San Diego were all one trip. But I did go to all three places. So I've gone right. to five different places, including Vegas. And I've been to the casino at least maybe twice. Um, Like, that's not good when you're not working. <laughs> Any of that. No, no. Oh, no. It's not good. I've done my best to stay away. The only time I went to the casino was when I, I went to get my free gift. <laughs> what, like, like, a, only... like a crock pot or something? No, it was actually halfway decent. It was like a like security camera. So <laughs> I went I went for that and and haven't been back, although I've thought although I've thought of, thought about it several times. Um but uh yeah, we've got that misfits trip. I I was in Vegas over I was in Vegas over like St. Patrick's Day. I had just gotten back from L.A., as a matter of fact. I was in L.A. in, like, uh, uh, February. So it's like I've got a trip booked for New Orleans later this year. (laughs) (laughs) But I booked, like, six months ahead of time because the price is right. It's like, what am I doing? I was just cutting to uh, you and I. So I came up with this roulette strategy. Do you think my roulette strategy works or no? Boy, it's you know what? Uh, yeah, it works when it works, and then it when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Which is kind of basically like any any casino strategy. Yeah, whether it's blackjack, whatever. Brother, when it's working, it's the greatest thing ever. When it's not working, it's crap. So I'm, I have tried. It, I, I like the fact that you you, you kind of stick to a certain uh, you know a certain method. I have found that your method, you like to play a section of the wheel in roulette. Yes. So you, you've broken the wheel down into basically like fifths. And so you play this one-fifth of the wheel. And so if the ball lands anywhere in that excuse me, in that area, you win. I, I have found that it's kind of easier to do that if you're playing those electronic machines. The ones where there's not a live dealer, the ones where it spins and it, it's it's like a much faster game because they're just spinning the ball like every like minute. And so. you could wait then but, for for your numbers to come, and then you start betting. Exactly, you can wait for it to come around. You can see where you can see if there's any trends on where it's landing. That type of thing. That's much harder to do. That's much harder to do in the live game. Plus, they really, they uh, the the dealers really like talk shit to me when I like stay try and stay out for like five spins in a row <laughs> because it's not landing on my thing. And see, and I, I because that to me is as important a part of the strategy as as any of it. Because if the ball's not landing in your area, and you go, okay, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit these out until it comes back around. And you sit out three or four or five spins in a row until it comes around. That's that's five times my money I just saved. Oh yeah. Well, I was just cut. Okay, so what what I was thinking about was let me explain real quick. So all the numbers are on on the table, so one through thirty six. But the wheel, the numbers are out of order. So I memorized yeah. a certain section of the wheel around the number nine. So I'd go nine twenty six twenty eight zero thirty. Two seven eleven fourteen. That's one section. All the numbers on the physical wheel. 
Not the board, but the wheel. You do four numbers to the right of nine, four numbers to the left of nine. Sometimes I'll do five if I'm like, you know, if I want to spread it out. Then I started memorizing the other side of the wheel. So I knew two sides, like double zero, 127, 1013. I think it's 24, 25, 29, 36. I believe that's, I, I'm not positive about those. But I memorized two sides. So if it was coming to either side, I would play that side of the wheel. If you could memorize the entire wheel and you could notice, because there is a pattern, which we found. There's a pattern. It keeps coming to the same section. If you could figure out which section it's hitting, I swear you can make a lot of money on roulette. But I just cut to my head, um, you know, you and I now not working. You and I at the casino, like, I don't know, maybe five, six months ago. And you bought in for, I think, $1,500 at the roulette table, so they give you more. <laughs> so, I don't know if my wife is listening. No, no, but, but you, yeah, didn't, you, didn't, was... you didn't spend oh. it. You, you, did, you do that so that the pit boss sees that you're like a high roller, which is a good technique to right. use. Which you do yes, that all the time. In, you buy in heavy, yes. You buy in big, and then I think on your first spin, you put like, I don't know, $200 out. So then the dealer thinks... This guy's doing $200 a spin. Then he walks away, and then you start betting, like, you know, $40, whatever it would be. And that's a great strategy, actually. Right. If, you're, if you're playing blackjack, buy in for $500. The first hand, do, like, 75 bucks. Then as soon as the, the dealer walks away, do $5 a hand. And then he starts rating right. you exactly. for $75 a hand. But it's just funny. And you got to keep your eye on when the pit boss comes around and starts to log you in again. You've got to make sure you're, you've got... A decent bet on the table, but isn't now, it funny? Like you and I were, we, we we were riding high just a few months ago. Like, but you bought. I, I had like a thousand dollars. I was playing with. Like, we didn't even give a shit about any of the money. We were just acting like complete assholes, and here we are now without a job. Like just a few months Being later, pinching and shit. Right. Yeah. Right. The next the next time we go to Vegas, we'll be gambling at like Casino Royale. <laughs> you know, <laughs> playing twenty five cent roulette. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Now here's a here's a roulette tip for you. If you go and you play the electronic roulette, there are two different types of machines. I guess two different company companies make them. One of the company makes it where you can look at your board like it's the roulette. Like it's the wheel. I saw it. Like it actually shows you the like wheel, the, and you can right, bet like on it's the, the wheel like itself. It's the roulette table, or you can switch it to make it look like it's the wheel. Yeah. If you want to play the one where you can switch it, play the game where you can make it look like it's the wheel, because then that way you can follow the ball, see where it's landing anywhere on the wheel, yep. and play around that. And area you don't have, you don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to memorize anything then. You don't have to memorize anything. Yeah, that's that's. And I've done that a couple of times, and it's worked out. See, now I want to go back. Yeah, what are we doing sitting here? We should be going. <laughs> <make money. laughs> that's all I'm that's thinking. About. We're both at the. We both go. We we finish with this, and then you text me. Go, hey, you want to go to the boat? And we end up at the boat at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> that's like I, I was. I was literally working out at the gym with my friend Joe. He's like, "Do you want to get food?" I'm like, "No, I'm not going to get food." Literally at midnight, I ordered like Rickabennies to be delivered to my apartment. I mean, <laughs> like I, I went. It was like I we got done working out like eight or nine o'clock, and I'm like, I just kept thinking about eating, and then I or, end up ordering Rickabennies super late, which, which is like one of the worst meals you could eat at midnight. There, there are days where. I the only reason I go to bed 
is so that it can be come the next day and I can, <laughs> so get, can eat. get something to eat. <laughs> well, you know, I was doing that intermittent fasting, right, where you only eat a certain window out of the day. So you do sometimes right, you yes. want you want to go to sleep so that you could get to the next day to eat. So I understand what you're saying, but it's like the will when you're when you have a job and you're riding high and everything's great, willpower is much easier. When 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 things aren't going as good, the willpower it's a lot harder to have that willpower. Like I, I've I've been finding myself losing the battle with the fast food in the last two months compared to the previous whatever. Because you're like, well, well, oh, because well you know, might as well, well eat first it. First of all, you're out of your routine. And, and second of all, like having, I don't know what you would normally eat at home, but like having like, you know, baked chicken and broccoli. Yeah, well, I never had is, that anyway. It's a loss. I mean, yeah, right, exactly. It's like <laughs> you're already like out of work, so one of the only things that bring you joy is food, so you want to have that good food. You know they say, like, you should just... Okay, so you live life... Like, you know you're going to get the next job anyway. So you shouldn't be thrifty with your money because you know a lot more money's coming on the other side. So we probably should just go to Vegas right now. They say that, but that's just so easy, so much easier said than done. And I've, I've had people give me you know, give me the pep talk and go like, don't worry, everything's going to be great, bigger and better things, don't worry about it, don't stress out, all that kind of stuff, which is great. These are people who have jobs that are telling me this. I've never, I've never had somebody who was unemployed tell me, yeah. hey, don't stress out, everything's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was, when I had to go to that, um, what was it, like a skills class at the unemployment office they made me take to get my, like where they basically taught you how to write a resume? No one there looked like uh, they were ready to give me a pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> half the people were asleep. The other half were pissed off. Dude, every, dude, just everything, like, you know, I'm watching the news and I'm like, and they're like, oh, unemployment's at the lowest rate in 45 years. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> as long as you're not unemployed, as long as you're not part of that 3.9%, because it doesn't matter if the unemployment rate is 20% or 4%. If you're in that, if you're part of that group, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, it's like uh, only only 0.3% people get leprosy now. It's like, but if you're in that 0.3%, you're fucked. <laughs> Exactly. The first exactly. known, the first known leper in three hundred years. It's like, oh, you're that leper. You're you, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, what are the chances you're going to get sucked out of a Southwest Airlines window? Exactly. It never happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> happens to you. <laughs> That's all I think Her about. Family's I mean, not going. What are the odds? Yeah, right. Oh, oh, it's a fifth Oh, you're safer in a plane than in a car. But if you're one of those few people who get sucked out of the window, <laughs> then you're exactly. fucked. Exactly. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter until it matters. 
Like anything bad could happen, and if it does happen to you, you're fucked. If you're in the other ninety nine point whatever percent that are never gonna get sucked out of a window on a Southwest flight, you're fine. That's it. But that's how that's how that's how we keep going. That's how everybody keeps going. That's the you know that's the quintessential glass half empty, glass half full. You know, um, you have to do that, or else and we, we we all go crazy. It's funny because I always sit in the emergency aisle so I could have more leg room. Could you imagine actually having to do something in that emergency aisle? Well, the, the first thing I thought of was I always sit by the window. I always sit by the window. Yeah. And I'm going, hmm, I wonder if I would be sucked out of a plane. And then they, and then they said that she had her seatbelt on. Oh, I never so wear my seatbelt. What's the purpose of the seatbelt then? Well, did she have it on or no? She had it on. She had on a seatbelt. And she still got sucked out the window? Yes. But they pulled her back in. She died later, right? They pulled her back in, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't good. But yeah, if something happened on that plane where you had to um, actually, like, open that emergency door or something and, and, and send people down the slide... You would have no idea what to do. Oh, because I don't read the card. I don't listen to what she's saying. I just say yes so I can have more leg room. Of course. Right. Exactly. I'm still trying to figure out how I can. I'm still trying to figure out how I can get like a medical pass to get on the flight first. <laughs> All you have they, to do they is limp. Like 50 people on board before, before they start actually boarding. If you limp. So I'm like, well. Because like I really did have a messed up foot once. And I was like limping, and they're like, hey, "We'll give you like early access onto the plane, like a handicapped." But it's like, but but you do have to know that you're walking on the plane with a bunch of people with crutches and wheelchairs. So you have to be, you have to be willing to take that type of embarrassment to do it. I mean, there have been times where, like, you know how jacked up my foot and my knee and my leg were last year. We were all like the Walking Dead, you, me, and Mancal for like a good year. <laughs> It was pretty pathetic, but I still felt like I would park in like a handicap spot. No, you know, because you don't you don't see yourself that way. But I do get I do have to admit I do get pissed off because I'll pay like that extra twenty bucks or whatever it is to get like preferred boarding or early. Boarding oh yeah, and then every West. every asshole is in that first line. That like okay, now but, for but, our but medically like unfit people, people. To get on before they even call the A's. It's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, now the medically unfit people get in line. But can, but can you or I actually risk having to sit in the middle seat flying to Vegas or LA? No. No. Yeah, we can't. We can't risk it. So, and we we've had to do that where it's like because we have our little system where it's it's sitting in front of the plane. Yep. Spread out, and then we sit aisle. Aisle and window, because everyone's going to walk past that middle seat because they don't want to sit. They don't want to sit in between two fat guys. <laughs> so, if there's one person that doesn't make that flight, that seat between the two fat guys is going to be open as long as you're sitting in the front of the plane. But then, when it and does get filled, it works like seventy-five percent of the time. Yeah, but when it doesn't work, it's always the worst case scenario. Like it's a guy who who falls awful. asleep, who's fat, a mouth breather, um, smells. 
dandruff, like everything. Like, it's always it's always the worst. Jerry curl juice, whatever. Yeah, bo. You never know what you're gonna get on a Vegas flight. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. It, it's just it, it's such it's such a disappointment when someone fills that seat, and then and then you know that they're like oh, desperately terrible. trying to get like um uh you know the people who, who tried to buy the tickets the last second the uh, the standby tickets. All right, the next yes. the next five people get standby. I'm like God, just let us have a few extra seats. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know what's funny? Back to the Jimmy John's thing. Any, do you ever notice anytime you post something about Jimmy John's now, you'll get all these posts like, yeah, that guy likes killing giraffes. Like, because I posted a picture. I said, oh, man, Jimmy John's has uh, giant subs now. I like this guy's like, well, first of all, uh, he, Jimmy John's makes people sign a non-competitive agreement and uh, condition of the employment. It means that after they leave, they can't work for any other local fast food place. Jimmy John's wants to control them even after they're an employee. In addition, the owner's a big game hunter. Fuck Jimmy John's. And I'm like, well, first of all, wouldn't it be hard to enforce competition at another fast food place? Like, can you imagine the bad press Jimmy John's would get if, like, you know, Johnny started working at Wendy's or Arby's or something, and they actually enforced a non-compete for another fast food place and didn't let him work at Arby's. Could you imagine the bad press? I mean, those two kids got kicked out of Starbucks, the bad press. Could you imagine the bad press of someone getting fired at Arby's because Jimmy John's is invoking their non-compete clause? Yeah, Jimmy John would have to have way too much time on his hands to, to have to enforce something like that. By the way, those two guys that got kicked out of Starbucks ended up getting... They're getting... All kinds of stuff now. Well, they got $200,000 from the city, but they donated it back to other people in their situation. Wow. Now, here's the question, though. What are they going to get from Starbucks? That's the real money. The real money is not from the city. The real money is from Starbucks. And they'll get get some from Starbucks, that's for sure. They're going to get millions from Starbucks. Believe me, See, Starbucks words, wants us to go away. Thing happen to me all the time, all all the time. I need to just like, go. Just you and me should just. I, I you and me should just go down to the Mag Mile, and you should just film me walking into stores <laughs> and being followed around, <laughs> and then we'll post it. <laughs> you get treated like shit. You're saying? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely, and I get treated. I get treated places where I don't... Okay, see, and I don't want to call this place out. Let's just say there's a store for taller and fatter gentlemen. <laughs> and... <laughs> and I qualify. So I should be in there and not, you know, feel like I've got eyeballs on me. And I got followed around that store... Like a puppy, I was wow. so pissed off. I was so, and as a matter of fact, this was right after. Like, remember when like the hundred thousand dollars suit got stolen from Ralph Lauren? <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yeah, that was right after. Right after that happened, and Ralph Lauren doesn't have any security guards or anything in their store. Because if they did, that would offend their customers. 
So he was following you, Here thinking, you were, thinking you were going to steal. Dude, it was it was it was ridiculous. Did you say something? It was it was it was. Did I say something? Yeah. No, because well, then what, what, if I say something, then now I'm that guy. What no, I, did, I mean, did you say? Do you say anything to the guy? Fo- you back off. You got a problem? Then I am. Then I then I become the troublemaker. <laughs> It's a no-win situation, and I can't go shop anywhere else because they're the only place that has my fucking sides. (laughs) You got to start buying your stuff on Amazon. (laughs) It's it's not easy to buy clothes. Yeah, I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, but clothes is always a hit or miss. Sometimes you wonder why Amazon is taking over literally everything, and then you go into a store that you haven't been in a while. And you realize, okay, now I see why Amazon is eliminating this set of stores because of the service or whatever else. The, the, the lack, the lack of service. Like they'll always, people are always going to need to try on clothes, maybe try on shoes for the most part, depending on what kind of shoe it is. Um, but I mean, is it any surprise that like Toys R Us is out of business? Is yeah. there any surprise that like? Sears is closing every store. Carson's. I mean, the stuff, the kind of stuff that you would buy there. I, dude, if I need to talk a truck, I'm not going to drive Toys R Us to get one. Yeah, and like, when was the last time you went inside Carson's? Carson's is closing I don't even down. Know where there is the Carson's anymore? They're in I, malls. I bought my last refrigerator online. <laughs> You know, Best Buy is the next one that's going to go. I'm sure of it. They're, they're saying they're saying that Best Buy might survive. I For think now, people like to maybe go in there and look at stuff and tinker with stuff. But I, you know, if I can just order it and have it show up on my front porch, that's fine with me. Especially when it's a bigger item, because I've bought stuff like that. I've bought like, like reclining chairs like as a gift where I like had to bring them home like in the middle of the oh, day. Oh, it's the worst. My wife wasn't home and, and, and disasse- disassemble them and tie it to the roof of the car and shit like that and lug it up three flights of stairs. No, how about I just, you know, tell Alexa to buy it for me. By the way, don't say anything, Alexa. I'm in the same room with Alexa. You might start talking. and start answering me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just have them deliver it. I bought what? a hammock. I bought a hammock off Amazon last week or two weeks ago. Gets delivered, free delivery, right on my front porch, and that's it. You don't have to drag it home. You don't have to get a pickup truck. It's perfect. Especially for all that heavy. I bought, I, I bought, and okay, this is going you know, to sound real stupid, but I bought my wife like a, like a dry cleaning machine. Like, so you don't have to take your clothes to the dry cleaner. Is that the thing you put in the dryer with the clothes or something? No, it's, 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 it's like a big upright thing that you, 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 you hang your clothes in it, close it up. You put like a pot in it, close it up and it steams it and freshens it up and does all that stuff. It was so heavy. I could barely move it from the porch to inside my house. I, like, I don't know how these UPS people do it. So this person, you know, brought it from his truck. 
loaded into the truck, brought it from the street up the stairs to my porch, and I could barely get it from my porch another 20 feet into the house. As a matter of fact, I took a quilt and covered it up and said, don't look at it anymore. Don't don't look under it. It's your Christmas present. Because I, I couldn't move it. I couldn't hide it. So it sat there in the living room for like a month with like a quilt over it. And then on Christmas Day, you just pulled mm-hmm. off the quilt? Ta-da! I just I did like a ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> And she was, like, completely underwhelmed because she didn't know what it was. Oh, great. Thanks. Which is one of my, one of my favorite things. It's like I spend all this time thinking about something to get her, and I get her this thing, and then she opens it, and she looks at it like, well, what is it? <laughs> and I'm like, don't you love it? Love it. Uh, okay, well, what does it do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Guess I should have just gone to Lane Bryant. <laughs> It's funny. I just I walked past Elaine Bryant at the mall the other day. Like the the women's underwear at Lane Bryant are like nets. Like they're like I, like it looked like a black like net. net. It looked like a bl- huge black net on the mannequin. <laughs> and they were like lacy, like supposed sexy underwear. But it looked it looked to me like oh, a net. Right, right. Like is right. that is that what they wear? They have like- it's oh well they you know because that's the thing because it's it's you're no different than anybody else. No, I like, know, but if it I was. I go to the big it, man store. They have like three hundred dollar jeans with like rhinestones on the back and shit. Because <laughs> we're like just like everybody else. Yeah. We're just like somebody who weighs 130 pounds. Yeah, they're like, we go to Lane Bryant, and they all say, like, juicy or whatever and shit on the the back and all that kind of stuff. You don't wear, like, Velcro jeans, do you? Or what? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't Velcro jeans. What am I, a stripper? Or what what is it, like, um, like, sweatpants material? What would that be, like, um... Like if the waist was like sweatpants for jeans, what would that oh, be? Oh, I know, I know, no, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, I'm like an elastic or something. Yeah, yeah, la- that's what I meant. Elastic. When I say Velcro, <laughs> yeah, like you've never worn elastic jeans, have you? I, I well, look, I'm not going to say never. <laughs> so elastic jeans, they don't even have a, like a waist, right? It's just one size. With, oh, oh no, not like completely like elastic, but like like. It's just like, no, it's not like, like women have those jeans. They look like jeans, but they're just flat out like elastic pants. Yeah. They're just flat out like stretch pants, but they make them look like jeans. Um, For fat guys, (laughs) they'll put just like a little elastic in the waist. Like a, like a, like, like, like a, like dress pants or something. Like, but they'll do that with the jeans. So it's like, so, oh, you just get a little more room. A little more room. Maybe that's a Shark Tank so, idea that we should take, is that, like, elastic pants that look like dress pants for men, but they're like stretch pants for women. Like, they're that material for men. Well, don't tell everybody about it. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, good though, idea. right? That's a good idea. Like it's can a, either, You can do the pitch, and I'll be the model. Get the- <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'll just be the guy that comes over and stands in the corner and shit while you do the pitch. And you're like bending over and picking up balls and stuff so they can see how stretchy right. they're. I'll, I'll pass it out. Yeah. <laughs> like in case you're wondering why these pants aren't ripping right now these are all elastic oh, pants yes, right right or i can be the guy that comes in with the pants that rip and you can be like sharks how many times have you done this and then and under and I then underneath or something and bit. underneath you're wearing right. my pants the stretchy ones Right, and then I rip those rip pants off. Right, and then I've got the stretch. <laughs> like you yeah. bend, you bend over one second, the whole back rips open, and you're so embarrassed. <laughs> Sharks, how many times have you well, seen it? Was, and then it would rip open on like not. Well, that's see, regular people have their pants ripped like normally, like on a seam. Yeah, bad people have their pants ripped. Off the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be repaired. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, you. it's just like bulging. It's just like, you're just too fat for these clothes. So we're just gonna, we can't take it anymore. So we're, we're not even, we're not even ripping on a seam. I don't know how many pairs of pants from my gosh, shit. It's I have, like I can't even I can't even get this repaired. I have this pair of jeans that I've had repaired four times. So there's like four mar- there's like four huge like um, patches in in the jeans, like in all weird areas, like the ass, the crotch. Like it just looks ridiculous. Oh. But they're so comfortable. I'm like I don't want to get rid of these. So I just I'm keep a child repairing. Of the 80s. So I, I'm afraid. I, back in the day, the, my answer for that was cutting them into jean shorts. Yes, yeah, I don't wear shorts, so. Yeah, well, that's, I've never seen you in a pair of shorts, I don't think. I just, I actually did buy a few pairs of shorts that fit me well, but I had to get them, like, tailored. I had to get them altered to make them fit properly. Guys, most men look horrible in shorts. If you're going to wear shorts, you should pay extra money and have them tailored because it looks so much better if it fits properly. Most guys will wear these huge shorts or they'll wear them too small, too tight, too big, whatever. It never looks quite right. And a lot of guys' frames aren't made for shorts. Well, it's fat like, guys' frames aren't made for much of anything. So, fat guys love that's, wearing that's shorts and, and having that calf tattoo. So you could—they're like because a fat guy always has a big calf, and that's the one thing they're proud of for some reason. Like, yeah, I got huge calves. My calves are I, big. Well, man. I do have. I do have nice calves. I have nice calves. Yeah, that's because you're they're walking around with so much weight. Of course, they have nice calves. <laughs> exactly, they're the only thick part of my body. They have to be thick. Yeah, they're dying. From the strain that, that your body had yeah. to build up that uh, un- ungodly amount of muscle to hold your frame. My, my stomach isn't holding up any weight. <laughs> like some guy at the gym who's pressing like a thousand pounds. A fat guy is pressing way more weight than that guy just by walking all day. He, he's, exactly. not, he's not doing three sets of 10. Like, babe, like the guys who put a girl up on top, too. Babe, get up there. I need more weight. No, they're walking around hundreds of thousands of reps. That's all they do are have leg reps all day. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They're working out night and day on their calves. But they, I, I notice a lot of fat guys, they, they love calf tattoos. Like, just, yeah, bro, look at this. And they love wearing shorts, too. Even a lot of fat guys wear shorts up until it's, like, a blizzard. 
they'll wear it when it's snowing. They'll wear them when it's freezing cold. If it's a blizzard, sometimes they'll oh, put on like sweatpants. Sure. White, white guys for sure. White guys have like, I think like six weeks a year where they don't wear shorts. <laughs> yeah, and it's Other colder that, seven it's months out of the year. It's, 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 it's like February 1st, it's short season. <laughs> it, it, no question. What is it? Is it, it does, do shorts keep you cooler, or what, what? What's the deal? Like, is it that much of a difference? It does keep you cooler, especially if it's you know we get one like I I could like oh god like you know one of those like Lollapalooza days or outdoor concert days where it's eighty five ninety degrees and humid. Being in like denim shorts, like is like murder. It's awful. <laughs> You gotta wear you. You got. I mean, get denim, long, long denim jeans is like is awful. You gotta be in like shorts. You gotta be like in shorts, and that's why I wear a lot of t-shirts, and that's why I wear like a lot of golf shirts because now the golf shirts are made out of like that wicking material, where it's like real light, and you know the way it breathes, and if it gets wet, it dries like immediately. Like that stuff's fantastic. Yeah, like John Daly looks great in those shirts. They're they're like pit stains and like puke. <laughs> That's why he's wearing those like vomit like uh, <laughs> those pants, so you don't notice the rest of them. He's like wearing like he's like wearing like Zubaz like literally. <laughs> he does. That that that's and that's one point I don't think you've ever been to, right? Like when guys get to a certain weight, they just give up and start wearing Zubas every day, or just like sweatpants. That's like the time when you completely give up, right? Oh, I get right. Well, especially if you're, you know, if you're married, and I'm pretty sure that John Daly's married, and uh, I mean he's been married several times, but yeah, I mean, if you're single, you don't give up. If you're single, you're still you're still advertising. <laughs> if you if you're not single, you don't give a shit what it looks like. Why spruce it up? <laughs> you don't want to make your wife happy. Keep her checking out that Roker ass in in those tight jeans. Oh, she can see it anytime she wants. Just ask. <laughs> anytime, anytime she wants. <laughs> Hey, there's. Uh, I don't want. Her, I don't want. I don't want her girlfriends and coworkers and shit to be eyeballing me. You know. Right. Yeah. I don't want to feel bad. You don't want that temptation, right? I don't. I don't, I don't want. I don't want all them women at work. Up. Mm. <laughs> you got a good man. <laughs> the first second you get, you start pushing your head down into your crotch area. <laughs> Just the first second of any kind of interest. <laughs> hey, uh, scoot over, honey. Scoot over, honey. Exactly, it's a milk-fed veal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're running out of time, but I just want to bring. I just want to bring up a couple quick things. Did you see that George yes. Zimmerman threatened to feed a guy to alligators? Like, the, wait a minute, the guy who killed Trayvon Martin. Yep. Threatened to feed somebody to alligators. Yeah, someone someone's been trying to make like a documentary on him and I guess he's been like stalking that guy. He like called him 50 times, he texted him like 50 times. He left him like 30 voicemails and I guess one of them he said, "I'm going to feed you to the alligators." Like, how does a guy like George Zimmerman 
shouldn't he just leave well enough alone and disappear? And what I found is that these guys like O.J. Simpson, it always works. It always works itself out. Like O.J. Simpson got away with killing two people, but he went to jail for like ten years for stealing a Heisman. So like these kind of things, I feel right. like always work. Like George Zimmerman now, he killed Trayvon Martin probably for no reason, and he's probably going to end up in jail well, for something dumb. Worried that the Skittles might kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now he's going to go to jail for probably, you know, threatening to kill this guy with alligator. Or something stupid is going to happen to this guy because these bad people, they just can't help themselves. Karma's going to catch up with him. Yeah. At some point, well, it, I, I feel like the world, like, evens out. And, like, he's going to end up in jail somehow. And usually that's, that's, that's what happens. I mean, you know, O.J.'s the perfect example. O.J., Still may end up in jail. Still, I'm, I'm saying now, like after being out for after being out uh, after being in for ten years, getting out, I still think he's going to screw up and end up back in jail. He's going to violate his parole somehow. Oh, he for sure he will. Yeah, so he's, you know he's going to get his in the end. He will die in prison. Um, another thing I want to get to, and th- I thought this was brilliant. I saw Conor McGregor posted a picture with some friend of his and he goes, Oh my great friends, whatever, and whatever. I'm so honored to be the godfather of their son. Isn't it a brilliant idea to make the richest person, you know, the godfather of your kid. That, that is great. Now, neither of us know a Conor McGregor, but you know, none of us know somebody who just made a hundred million dollars in, 32 minutes because on paper Connor McGregor would be a horrible person to leave your son to we've seen the guy throw a dolly through a window of a bus like he doesn't seem like the most stable guy you'd want your kid to be raised by but like you said he has a hundred million dollars right so minimal you're guaranteed some awesome birthday gifts some awesome Christmas gifts so that is a good idea I think Uncle Connor is gonna be his favorite Oh, why can't you be like Uncle Connor, Dad? You're such a loser. <laughs> Uncle Connor's going to take him drinking his fix. Oh, there's my boy, eh? Yeah, there's my boy. <laughs> I'm the godfather, yeah? <laughs> Here's a new watch, yeah? And the dad pawns it immediately. <laughs> Shot glasses. Yeah. For his first birthday. Some kind of old whiskey, like 100-year-old whiskey. Yeah. Right. Yes, right, exactly. Like right, exactly. Like like Johnny Walker Blue, like some like really expensive, or you know, that yeah, for the, for the kids' first birthday or something. And you that know, is a good idea. Now we got to think of who we. Well, I guess we got to have kids, and then we got to think of some, someone we know who's rich that we can make him the godparent. We don't know anyone rich, like really rich. I'm talking about like crazy rich. Do you have to know? Do you, do you have to know somebody rich, or can you just like? Uh, write Mark Cuban and say, we, I'd like you to be the godfather of my son. Like, tweet The Rock and ask him? <laughs> the Rock, yes. Right, like people like like people trying to get Taylor Swift to go to prom with him and stuff? Yeah, and then she usually, like, The Rock <laughs> replied, remember, he, that girl asked The Rock to go to the prom, he actually <laughs> replied and bought, like, her whole school tickets to his movie. See, we should do that, this is good. So if I ever have a kid, I will tweet The Rock. And then you look at my timeline underneath The Rock, it says, Mark Wahlberg, will you be the godfather to my, my son? Mark Cuban, will you be the godfather to my son? 
<laughs> Jennifer Lopez, will you be the godfather? <laughs> Kanye, will you be the godfather of my son? Well, maybe not Kanye. Kanye's fine. He he's, he's, he has millions of dollars. That'll that'll, that'll be, be fine. Kind of crazy. He's crazy though. And then you know that the father who has Conor McGregor as the godfather will eventually start resenting Conor McGregor. Because anything he does, Conor McGregor's just going to do better. Like, he's going to save up his money, buy the kid a bike, but then Conor McGregor's going to show up with, like, a Harley Davidson. He's going to buy him, like, some shitty, uh, like, shitty thing, to, to uh, some kind of jet ski or something, like a, a one that he got for $400. Conor McGregor's going to give the kid a boat. Like, like the father's going to eventually hate Conor McGregor. Oh, because there's, there's there's nothing that he can do that Conor McGregor wouldn't be able to top. I want to be with Conor, Dad. Exactly, exactly. You're a loser. Why can't and then, you? Get- and then and then <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing about it is Conor McGregor will be in jail and he'll still like him before. Oh yeah, he'll be writing him letters. <laughs> He's my my godson's the only one who wrote me letters in jail. God. Let's wrap it up on this. Now you've been around longer than I have. What the fuck is the Met Gala? The Met Gala? That's oh, I figured you'd know, but it's this it's this show this art this some kind of fashion party in New York. Where everyone dresses like an asshole, like all like this year's theme was like Catholicism. Do you see any of those pictures? Yeah, so everyone was wearing crowns and kings and yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker had a nativity scene on her head and yeah, and like Katy Perry had angel wings and stuff. Yeah, it's I I don't I don't know exactly what that is. It's some type of some type of um, you know high society gala that they have there in New York and, you know, seen and be seen type of thing. It says the Met Gala, formerly uh, called the Costume Institute Gala, also known as the Met Ball, is an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the arts program. Uh, Okay, so at least it's a charity. But when I looked at that shit, I'm like, they had to have been sitting there and thought, how could... It's like the douchiest event I've ever seen. It's kind of like they're thinking, what's the dumbest way... We could get a bunch of rich morons to spend all their money, and they came up with the Met Gala because these are all narcissists. Like most people who are rich, a lot of them at least are narcissists. So they 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 want to feed into that narcissism, and they create these like weird costume balls, invite only. Oh, we want you to wear the wings. Like it, it just feeds into everything these people need, right? Oh, and it's and it's it's you know. It, it's like it's like Oscar night. It gives them a time, you know, they get photographed wearing somebody's creation, and it's just it's all a bunch of it's you know it's all a bunch of PR and it's all a bunch of BS, and and, and but, it, but it makes them it makes them happy. I don't get it. You just think about all the money they spend. On, I mean, I understand you're rich. You're going to spend money on stupid shit, but like I'm sure Katy Perry's angel wings would have probably put a kid through college for their life. I mean, that's how ridiculous it is. Oh, exactly. Now, you know, right, exactly. How many how many homeless people did they drive past on the way to that gal? I just had this conversation the other day. Even if I was a millionaire, I still wouldn't pay $800 for a t-shirt. Like, if you go to John Varvatos or something, they have, like, literally an $800 t-shirt. I still wouldn't pay $800 for it. 
Right. Just because it's just not in your in your makeup. It's not. It just it doesn't make sense. I understand if you were to buy a car, buy a watch, buy something, buy a suit. But yeah, exactly. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay eight hundred. But you know, you got people who don't have two nickels to rub together that save up all their nickels to buy the new Jordans. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they just did that. Like those new Jordans came out like two weeks ago. People were lined up for like seven days in advance for it. <laughs> Ridiculous. We would rather spend our money on something substantial, yeah, like, like just like, plain old gambling roulette. Yeah. yeah, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that shows you what kind of assholes we are, right? Like, we're talking shit about people buying shoes that they could actually use, and we, we're happy to just throw money <laughs> on a table. We'll just throw our money away, exactly. Just think about we'll, how... We'll get a free, free, free buffet out of it. Do you ever see that movie Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe? Yes. Remember, like, he would only, he'd go to that line to try to get a job, and they'd be like, we'll take you, you, and you. And he'd go home four days a week and not work. But then the days he would work, he'd come home with, like, a salami, a loaf of bread. We're eating today, kids. <laughs> today we're eating, kids. It's like, there's people who are like that. They can't even eat if they don't work. And we're seeing they're throwing money on a table like morons. <laughs> it's like, j- just with the throw of a d- of dice, that's how our money is. It's whether or not we're going to keep our money. And then you got Cinderella Man, like, doing hard labor for, like, $7. I'm sure Katy Perry will look at us and go, how how stupid are they? <laughs> how, how stupid do you have to be to, to just throw your money away like that? Yeah. On gambling. Yeah. <laughs> While she's in her wings, and shit, yeah, you know? yeah. While while she's approving another hundred thousand for more wing material. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That has to be twenty four karat gold. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap it up on that. I, I, I would like to know when you try that Jimmy John sub. I'm gonna have to see. I, part of me doesn't want to get it because it's literally just like two regular Jimmy John subs. So you just feel like a slob, but you kind of have to get it, right? Well, I, I'll tell you this. You'll probably be finding out for me sooner rather than later. Um, You're going today to get one? If not, if, 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 well, if not, tom- if not tomorrow, certainly by the end of this week. <laughs> there, there, there's there's no, no question about it. Now, the thing is, do I get a regular one? Do I get a regular giant or do I get a gargantuan giant? Oh. I mean, sixteen dollars. I think I might that, have to start off with a regular giant. Sixteen dollars is just the price of a regular Jersey Mike sub, anyway. So if you're going to get the gargantuan for sixteen, that might be the way to go. That might just that might just kill the the last little bit of self esteem that I have. <laughs> so I'm like. I might just have to start off with a regular giant for myself. I picture you laying in your bed, no shirt on, a, a towel on your on your chest, holding the entire sub and eating it in bed. <laughs> Scraping mayonnaise off my nipple. <laughs> off your neck. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
if, if so, people are gonna have to follow you now to to find out when you eat this sub. So it's what is it? What's your Twitter? Uh, Twitter is at Al Roker Jr. Facebook is Al Roker Jr. Instagram is Al Roker Jr. One and, word. And did you just post a new podcast, or was that an old episode? I, I posted. I, I posted a. It's an old episode, but it's. And send a shout out to my boy uh, Abe Conlon. He is a longtime friend of myself and my wife, and he just he he owns Fat Rice. And yesterday, he just won the James Beard Award for Best Chef Great Lakes 2018. It's funny, when I read so, that, I'm like, why is he giving me a shout-out? Because I saw Abe and then... Oh, I didn't know another Abe. Yeah. yeah I hate, I hate when I there's other Abe. But at least I got your ears to perk up. It did. Right? It, made me, it made me read it. Went, oh, shit. Yeah, it's not about me and scroll past it. But at least I got you to notice it for a second. I went my entire uh, my entire grade school with no other Abe's, and then eighth grade, this dork named Abraham started going there. In eighth grade, and he's, like, I'm like, well, just so we know, you're Abraham and I'm Abe, okay? He's like, all right, cool, cool, that's cool, it's cool with me, it's cool with me. But anyways, if, they, if people want to get that podcast, it's it's just L Roker. What is it? RokerRadio.com or LRokerJr.com? You could go to LRokerJr.com. I've got it up on the Facebook page right now, so you can click on it there. You can go to iTunes and search for uh, Al Roker Jr., and it'll pop up there. And so you can hear that uh, interview with Abe. I've got an interview with uh, uh, Jimmy Banos Jr., who won the uh, James Beard Award of 2014. I've got... See, there's uh, a theme here, lots of food. Lots of food, yes. It's all chefs. Jared Whitworth, who won um, a Michelin star... Uh, for Longman and Eagle and for Dusix. So they're all on that one podcast. Nice. All right, cool. We'll still follow Roker and you can find out when he eats that sub, which one of us eats it first. That'll be must uh, must listen. And, and I, I will remind everyone, the three friends rule, tell three people to listen to the podcast and then hold them accountable. Like, let me know who they are. Because I, I just would like them to listen once or twice and then if they don't like it, whatever. And then subscribe comment and rate on itunes that all helps do that for roker's podcast too and we'll holla next week peace thank you abe for all the laughter david blaine your magic is real and i believe in you